Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yimini, and each week we will look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspective is sponsored by the Hess family. May Hashem bless them with much health, success, and happiness. This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of the complete Rifu'a Shalema, the speedy recovery of Shaul ben Brita and Dalit Bashoshana. This week's Parsha Perspective is dedicated in memory of Shlomo ben Edward and Edward ben Shaul. May their souls be uplifted and their memories a blessing. Our Torah portion is Parshas Shmini, the food we sacrifice. On the eighth day from its inauguration, Aaron and his sons began to officiate as Kohanim, as priests in the Mishkan. Hashem's fire consumed all the karbanis, all the sacrifices that they had brought, signaling the divine presence was dwelling in the Mishkan. Amid all the excitement, Aaron's eldest two sons, Nadav and Aviyu, brought a Keturus offering, an incense offering in the Mishkan, which they had not been commanded to bring. Immediately, a heavenly fire came down and consumed them, killing them instantly. Moshe quickly ordered his cousins to remove Nadav and Aviyu's bodies from the Mishkan, for they become impure. And Hashem then commanded Aaron and all future Kohanim to never drink while working in the Mishkan or in the Beis Mikdash, for lest they suffer the same fate as Nadav and Aviyu. The Parsha concludes with the signs that distinguish between a kosher and non-kosher animal. The kosher animals must chew their cud seven times and have split hooves. A kosher fish must have both fins and scales. And while the Torah lists birds which are not kosher, it does not say which signs make a bird kosher. But the Shulchan Aruch writes that it cannot be a bird of prey and it must have an extra toe above and behind other toes as well as a gizzard that can be built by hand. However, a question comes to mind. Why are the rules of what makes an animal kosher right after the Mishkan's initiation? What is the connection between the laws of kosher and the inauguration of the Mishkan? Furthermore, at the end of this section on what makes an animal kosher, the Torah concludes with the statement, For I am your God, and you shall sanctify yourselves and be holy because I am holy. You shall not make yourself unclean and impure through any swarming thing that moves upon the earth. For I have brought you up from the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall be holy, for I am holy. Why does Hashem specifically tell us to be holy at the end of the laws of what makes an animal kosher? The Ramban, Ramosha ben Nachman, explains that the reason the Torah details these specific laws right after the Mishkan's initiation is because these animals were to be brought as karbanis, as sacrifices, in the Mishkan and future in the Bismigdash. And since many people would start to bring karbanis in the Mishkan and in the Bismigdash, the Jewish people had to know which animals are kosher and which were not. However, the Ibn Ezra, the famous Spanish rabbi Abram ben Meir Ibn Ezra gives a deeper and more powerful explanation. He quotes the Gemara in Brachas that we learn from Elisha, Eliyahu Nabi's successor, that a table is like a mezbeach, that a table is like an altar. And this is why there are many laws regarding how we should act when sitting down for a meal. The Ibn Ezra explains that because we do not have a mishkan or a besamikdash to bring karbanis, to bring sacrifices in, our kosher diet and the food we put on our tables are our sacrifices today. And this is why the Torah details the laws of kosher right after the initiation of the Mishkan. 
since the food we eat gives us our energy and becomes part of us. Keeping a restrictive and kosher diet is how we sacrifice to God today. The Ibn Ezra continues that this is why Hashem commanded us at the end of this section specifically to be holy just like He is. For true holiness is not only achieved in the Mishkan or in the Beis Migdash, but rather can also be obtained through self-control and self-discipline. In fact, the Rambam puts the laws of kosher in Sefer Kedusha, the Book of Holiness. The word Kaddish in Hebrew means holiness, however, the more profound translation is separation and distinctiveness. Hashem is telling the Jewish nation that we must keep a kosher, prohibitive, and limited diet to distinguish ourselves from all the other nations of the world, and therefore, we become holy. In our daily life, it is imperative that we understand that self-discipline is the way to achieve real success in any aspect of our life. Whether your aim is to build a successful business or a family imbued with a strong sense of value and purpose, it requires a great deal of self-control to have a long-term perspective. For self-discipline, courage, and determination are all necessary to help you reach your goals. There's an amazing quote that I once heard. The first and best victory is to conquer yourself. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.